deep in London's beating heart lies a wall A locked door would be if you know the call For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see Cause the wizard world has opened up as has the Griffin's dream Hello everyone and welcome to the Shrieking Shack. I'm ZC. And I'm Liz. And Liz, it is, uh, it is way too hot right now. It sure is. It is, it is barmy seven billion degrees or whatever the hell it's too much mm-hmm, uh, yeah. i have to close all the windows too when i'm doing podcast recording because otherwise it'll sound echoey and weird in here <laughs> um but you know it made me think about uh uh you know future shrieking shack plans because uh you know what else is hot other than the sun is <laughs> is, is is lighting you know like like big old theater lights oh yeah definitely and we're going to have to, at some point in our in our illustrious careers, go and see The Cursed Child, right? I suppose. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> it is our responsibility at this point. It is our sacred point. duty, yeah. Um, and, you know, I was just thinking about how, how hot it must be in, in that theater with all those damn lights. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And someone else has some thoughts about this, because also those lights are very uh, wasteful, uh, or, or they're not exactly energy efficient. Um and uh in the eu they're i guess they are rolling out some new laws about uh lighting you know Um, i didn't know but uh good for them that sounds very that sounds very progressive yeah for the environment that's good stuff so i i have um and maybe uh what you would call a dissenting opinion on that uh to read Uh for us today here on the shrieking shack uh, I guess we could call this a reading series. I don't know what you want to call it, but but I'm just going to di- dive in here and uh-huh. uh, we're, we're, we're just going to get going. Having been a director of more than 70 plays, an actor, writer, producer, and at one time a lighting designer of my own productions, it could be said I have some experience in theatrical presentation. Lighting design, thanks to significant advances in the technology, has now become a central feature of modern productions. The UK is probably the finest exponent of theater. Hmm. By exporting <laughs> to the world not only the shows themselves, but their very success, we export British values and products. Oh, good. Yet, if we allow the EU eco-design regulation for lighting, due to come into force in 2020, to become law in the UK, we will be cutting off one of our most powerful cultural limbs. I understand things are moving quickly, and our theaters may be exempt from these regulations, which is great news. But if that doesn't happen, these regulations would stop new tungsten lighting products from being manufactured in or imported into the EU. Many theaters depend on these products and simply cannot afford to replace them. I have spoken with many who might be affected, but perhaps the most powerful voice is that of West End producer Sonia Friedman. She told me that if these new lighting regulations were brought into force, her smash hit Harry Potter and the Cursed Child currently (laughs) playing at the Palace Theater would have to close. And that is just one of many. Wait, it would have to close? Uh, let's, let's, let's finish this here. We we can, we can dig into this. Uh, this is unacceptable and would put at risk the achievements of the performing arts sector, which has consistently grown ahead of the UK economy for the past few years while delivering more than 5.2 billion pounds in exports. 84% of which leave the EU. So, this sector must be protected. And Brexit would offer us the opportunity to do that. And we will be able to make our own laws benefiting our own enterprises. And this is one example where we should take that control. Wow. That's a lot. That's from... uh, I'm just gonna... I did not make up this person's name. That is from MP (laughs) Giles Watling. 
Giles. Giles. Um, I buddy. can't. I can't believe um, the EU would try to kill Cursed Child like this. I read, well, I love that this article starts off with small theaters depend on these and can't afford to replace them, and then goes, "We will lose Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, the smash hit at the Palace Theater." Is the, is the regulation that theaters just aren't allowed to have lights? Am I am I misunderstanding <laughs> this? Because I'm not sure what it no. could possibly be where the cursed <laughs> child is just like, no, we just can't do it anymore. We got to close the doors. I think I like I think there's something to be said with like you know maybe if 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 revamping a small theater to to come up to like you know energy consumption code or whatever would cost a lot of money. I understand that, but I feel like Harry Potter and the Cursed Child currently playing at the Palace Theater. Uh, might be okay they I might think be able to afford it they they might be able it's to hard swing to say that. tight budget um, especially because i did a little bit of research here and all signs point to yes theaters will be exempt from this so oh well well okay. so thanks giles so is this an eu regulation yes and the uk is trying to decide whether they are going to adopt it uh i i yes apparently so and Giles does, and will not and, but stand But it's like, for damn, it. damn, if we're just going to adopt this, then what was Brexit for? The wildly popular, <laughs> wildly successful Brexit. Yeah. I, I just love that this, like, this is in a, this is in a uh, publication called The Stage. Mm-hmm. This is the one article that Mr. Giles Watling has written uh, that I can find ever. And so this is, I, I'm, I applaud Mr. Watling for this Hail Mary uh finding a a theater publication to remind people that brexit was cool <laughs> like that was his yeah <laughs> good plan i guess that's a strat i respect it um we'll, and we might lose harry potter which would be a fucking shame i maybe i don't know this for sure because i i don't know much about theater or theater uh likers um i feel like cursed child kind of sucks so I, feel I, like... I don't think it's well liked, like among theater people. I don't know if this is a uh, well targeted article, you know? Yeah, I would just have to assume that they would find it offensive to their theater sensibilities because it sucks. <laughs> um, yeah. Probably. So I don't. I don't know. I don't know if the the angle of of uh oh, this might shut down Cursed Child is a very good one. Yeah. Like darn. Also. There's just no way that that's not going to happen. That's not going to that w- would not ever in a million years happen. Like There's we that, can't stop it. We cannot stop the cursed child. We it want too to. Big to. It is too big to fail. With there we have the big nest um here in the United States even. <laughs> yeah, what like what? You're going to you're going to say, "Hey, we're going to take that big nest with the animatronic child out, like down." Like, no, <laughs> that's that's not going anywhere. That's here to stay. We That's... will sell these 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 Horcrux necklaces in the gift shop. Beautiful. They will they will not be removed. Yeah, no, I don't know no. that much about theater either. I basically I I uh, I saw the Green Day musical once. Um, what you did? Yeah, it's really good. How was it? I loved That's it. That's great. That's yeah, wonderful. I, I had a blast. It was all of American Idiot with a couple of songs from Twenty First Century Breakdown. Uh, let me guess. Twenty One Guns. Yep. And trying to think of another song from that album know your enemy know your enemy yep 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 yep, yep that's the oh. other one yep oh what do i it win was a great, it was a great time uh you win this other nugget of uh theater knowledge that i have is that there's an ad on this uh publication's website the stage for the most exciting school in england 
Hurtwood House. And that's a good name. (laughs) I don't want to go to Hurtwood House. No. No, thank you. Please don't send me to Hurtwood House. (laughs) It's like Gryffindor, Slytherin, Ravenclaw, and Hurtwood. (laughs) Yeah, they, you know... I never see people asking for, like, another Hogwarts house. Yeah, that's weird. We're going to put a pin in that. Put a pin in that. That sounds like something we could do. Oh, yeah. We could design a new Hogwarts house. That sounds Um, great. But uh, this is not the only stuffy British event that we have to discuss this week. (sighs) No, it's Um, not. um, From the theater to the royal palace... Uh, not the one that the cursed child is playing in the real royal palace, but of Buckingham. Uh, it's the royal wedding, baby. Woohoo! Woo! If there's if there's nothing I like more, it's a wedding and uh royalty. Yeah, two things that I love: the institutions of royalty and marriage. Just my very <laughs> my very favorite things. My um, two favorites. So we're gonna talk about this. Um, I don't know anything about it, so. I've I've remained kind of blessedly ignorant of the entire proceedings, except for I mean, luckily, uh, J.K. Rowling blessed us with a tweet. Yes, she did. Um, J.K. Rowling, I would say, is um, uh, first and foremost a genius um, uh-huh. and a uh, someone who never misses an opportunity. Um, and the opportunity she took uh, this week was to compare the crowd at the royal wedding to the crowd at Donald Trump's inauguration. Boom! Fucking got him. Nailed him. She's done it again. She's done it again. J.K. Rowling has done it again. Um, Absolutely ethered. I cannot believe that Donald Trump is even in office still after this devastating own. Um, (laughs) I think you made Donald Trump. Oh, fuck. You're right. Yeah. 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 The... Let's uh, talk about the similarities between these two events. Uh, one, they both have the potential to draw a crowd. Yes. <laughs> Can you think of any more? <laughs> um, t- two, they celebrate institutions that should be abolished. Oh, yep, that's true. Um, <laughs> three. Hmm. Uh, is, they were outside. The, they were outside. Good one. Um, wasn't uh, what's her name that that got married? American. Yes, uh, she was an actress in a show called Suits. That's her name is Meghan Markle, and she was like on Deal or No Deal at one time. Also, that's oh, I what loved I that show. Yeah, that was a great one. That was a um, good one. Thank you, Howie. Should... Um, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so there were Americans at both of these events. Oh, oh shit! That's right. We're up to four. Which that's now so it's getting many. a little now it's getting a little Twilight Zone. They're basically the same thing. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So, um, uh huh. So, and I think like the text of her tweet also said like, "Love is greater than hate." Well, so so that is how one would say it out loud. I would like to emphasize that it was love, and then like the mathematical symbol uh, yeah. for greater than hate. Uh, so she just fucking like. I don't know, like, like this isn't even her in her A game. This is like she is firing on all cylinders, and she's not even you know writing a whole tweet. It's just she's just throwing these devastating burns off. 
it's really incredible. Um, so that was about all the commentary that I needed to see about the royal wedding. Well, you're in luck because uh, there's some good headlines here that are other publications responding to her tweet. Mm-hmm. And now we get to respond to them. Uh, this is from Bustle. J.K. Rowling's royal wedding tweet trolled Trump in the most pointed way. Oh, God. Bustle is uh, always coming at us with these really great headlines. They better not change this one because last time they changed the headline before I could make fun of it. Um <laughs> Uh, I would also like to note that the uh, the text of the Bustle article also contains this paragraph. The BBC3 Twitter account also took aim at Trump, posting a similar pair of pictures to what Rowling tweeted, along with a similar caption, just saying, shrug emoji. So just thanks say- the BBC. Just saying what? That the BBC plagiarized J.K. Rowling's tweet? No, no, that was the or... tweet that the BBC published. It was, it was the, oh, the BBC... Okay. The BBC published those pictures as well and was like, just saying, shrug emoji. Oh. So, I mean, Drumpf was getting uh, uh, double teamed here by J.K. Rowling and BBC Three, wow. which is, that's almost, I like, almost cruel. Um, <laughs> uh, New York Post, J.K. Rowling trolls Trump over royal wedding crowd. Uh, this is my favorite one from DNA, which I'm actually not familiar with, but this was the top headline that I found, and it is really good. This badass tweet by J.K. Rowling sums up royal wedding mood, and yes, trolls Donald Trump too. There's a lot of lot of lot of trolling in these headlines. A lot of trolling. J.K. Rowling is a big troll. Um, <laughs> uh, she she has trollish cunning, is what I might uh I might say. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, uh, uh of course J.K. Rowling would love the royal wedding. She she also was like, you know, retweeting and favoriting a bunch of. Like, I couldn't log into the Shrieking Shack account without seeing, like, 50 tweets of, like, J.K. Rowling retweeted this or, like, this thing about how... Yeah, yeah, it's... I, I didn't... I didn't know the royal wedding was happening. I thought I thought it was just one of those things, you, you know, I didn't even know people were talking about a real wedding. Um, and mostly it reminded me that there's royalty. Uh, <laughs> right, yes. Yeah, this was public... This was, like, funded with, like, taxpayer money, too. Like, this was, this was oh. how... Oh, good. Here's the thing that's impressive is that she just found a way to tie it to Trump. Like that is that is that's the thing, right? Is like yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say that the inauguration crowd uh, trolling owning is just I'm just I'm just sick of it. You know, it's it was three years, two years ago at this point, still still president. Yep. So, unfortunately, we can't, I, I mean, know. I know I it was know. a whole a whole big outrageous thing, but I'm I'm a little over it. Yeah. So it was an interesting an interesting callback for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure we'll get some more some more Drumpf trolling in the future from J.K. Rowling. Oh yes, this is not over. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's that's the royal wedding. Uh, I guess it's that's the the English the English institution news for you. The the, the three pillars of of the British monarchy are Harry Potter. Uh, and you know that's it. That's it. It's just Harry <laughs> Potter. Harry Harry Potter and the monarchy. That's it. That's all England uh, yeah, has. Yeah, I, I understand that when the Queen dies, J.K. Rowling will become the Queen. Um, oh, fuck yes! So that's pretty crazy that it worked out that way. But um, <laughs> we 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 have that to look forward to. Um, yes, Queen. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Um, I before we start in our chapters, I do have a little bit of a, a personal update for us. Oh, okay. I um, have a new gamer shame, and it's that uh, I I have fallen off the 
Hogwarts mystery wagon. I think you and everyone else at this point. <laughs> like, I, I don't think anyone's playing that anymore. I was like, this is my duty. I have to play through this. I have to learn uh, what the mystery is. Um, and then I can, can report it on the Shrieking Shack. Um, I have completely lost interest. I have not logged in in maybe over a week. It's sending me push notifications on my phone. Uh, I've seen some screenshots from the Hogwarts Mystery subreddit that people are still kind of plugging along on it. But uh, whatever part of my brain that is supposed to like wire into this mobile game addiction cycle, <laughs> it just doesn't take. I just yeah. can't do it. And don't get me wrong, I definitely have that for video games. Whatever the mobile game model is just doesn't work on me. Yeah, like I, yeah, no, I will, I will push, I will slam everything off my desk and make hours and hours to play like a new RPG on like computer or something. But like mobile games, have, I've never, I've never been hooked by one that heavily, I guess. I, I like, I know that they, they really work because, you know, they use the same model in all the games, so they must work. And I know people, you know, get really into them. Um, and I know I'm trying to act like all high and mighty about it because no, I have played my many hours of Diablo. I've played my many hours of World of Warcraft. Like I am not immune. But for whatever reason, that like gratification cycle for mobile games, I j it just does not work for me. So the Hogwarts mystery remains unsolved. Damn. Yeah. That's heavy. I know. I guess wow. I could pay money and just play through the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay if we yeah if we reach a, a new patreon goal oh that's another <laughs> i have one i have a piece of housekeeping as well here um and it's that uh so i don't know whether they will be available as of this recording but we do have let's plays coming and to do those let's plays i bought the harry potter playstation games well one of them got lost in the mail and i had to go buy another copy of it <laughs> but uh then um yesterday in the mail i got i got a very battered copy of uh of harry potter and the sorcerer's stone for the playstation that had been missing um so now i have an extra copy of that and we should do something with it i think oh yeah no that's so, a great idea yeah um so if we like i don't know we could uh raffle it off or okay hear me out here I could get an extension cord and mm -hmm. we could run it outside. No. We could get a microwave from no, the Goodwill. No, no, and no. we could put Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone for the PlayStation in that microwave and see what happens. How many microwaves do you have? I don't Well, we'd have to go get one. Uh I think this would be like a crime because <laughs> it's like depriving one of our listeners of the experience to play the Harry Potter yeah. PlayStation game. Yeah, so if you uh we'll figure something out. We will we will get this we'll get this copy of Harry Potter in and the Sorcerer's Stone into someone's hands uh and they can play along with us while we uh release our let's plays. So that's yeah. that was my up that's my update. Yeah. That well that's great. And I and I guess um if any of our listeners have whatever it takes to play through a mobile game all the way, like, uh, let me know and, and DM me about it. Yeah. Tell me what happens. <laughs> yeah, tell us what <laughs> happens. Uh, send an email to shriekcast at gmail.com 
uh, and let us know what the just fuck get, happens. Yeah, just that. give me give me like a bullet point outline of of everything that happens in each year. That would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, uh, and I'll and I'll read I'll read the entire thing. I guess, um, you know, that's that would right. be really good. Speaking of reading the entire thing, Ooh. we are looking at doing chapters nine and ten today. So I guess we'll get right into that. Mm-hmm. Chapter nine is the writing on the wall. And again, I think I said this last week, but you're gonna have to bear with me because this a lot happened in this chapter. And I think uh, so this one is probably my little summary is going to be pretty long for this one, but chapter 10 won't be as long. So uh, I guess I will get right into it. Um, so we start right off. Um, like it immediately is the same scene from the end of chapter eight, where they're looking at the writing on the wall, the, you know, chamber of secrets has been opened, etc. cetera. Um, Filch arrives. Uh, there's a crowd of people, like look, crowd of students looking at the at the writing, and Mrs. Norris, and he's very upset and thinks she's dead. Um, he then accuses Harry of killing Mrs. Norris, um, and so Harry, Ron, Hermione, Filch, McGonagall, and Snape all go with Dumbledore to Lockhart's office with Lockhart because it is the closest. Um, they kind of have a little like argument. Harry tells Filch that you know he didn't kill the cat. Dumbledore finally, like, jumps in and says Mrs. Norris is not dead. She's petrified. Um, they don't know, you know, how it happened or who could have done it. There's a little bit of an argument there because Dumbledore says, you know, that the kids, they're too young. They couldn't have done dark magic like this. Filch, sa- Filch reveals that he's a squib, saying that, you know, Harry did this because he knows I'm a squib because he read my mail. Um, Dumbledore says, well... They're innocent until proven guilty, and they're dismissed. Um, the trio, Harry, Ron, and Hermione, kind of have a short conversation where Ron explains what a squib is, um, and Ron agrees that Harry should not have revealed to them that he's hearing a voice because um, he was, wasn't telling them the whole story. Uh, there's kind of a part where Ginny is mentioned to be very upset about Mrs. Norris being hurt. Uh, Ron explains that away by saying she's a cat lover. Um, there's a little interaction between Harry and Justin Finch Fletchley. It's kind of the, you know, payoff moment where he, like, won't talk to Harry, and that all comes together because people are suspecting that Harry opened the Chamber of Secrets and attacked Mrs. Norris. Um, Hermione, meanwhile, is is researching the Chamber of Secrets myth um, and kind of explains that she has heard about it but doesn't remember what it is. Uh, Later on in History of Magic with Professor Binns, Hermione raises her hand and we get and asks about the Chamber of Secrets, and we get some exposition from Professor Binns explaining the founders of Hogwarts, just kind of the founder's story, um, and also what the Chamber of Secrets was. Um, but, but he says, it's all nonsense. It's not there. People have looked for it. It doesn't exist. Um, uh, Colin, in passing in the halls, kind of mentions that Harry's being talked about. Again, like people are suspecting that Harry opened the chamber. Um, Harry, Ron, and Hermione decide to go investigate the corridor where Mrs. Norris was found, kind of looking for clues. They talk about the water that was found on the ground. Uh, they also see some spiders behaving strangely, look like they're trying to get out of the castle. Um, and they f- kind of go and uh, they go into Myrtle's bathroom, which is where they suspect the water came from. They talk to Myrtle, but she doesn't really have any information f- for them. She gets upset and just kind of runs away. Um, 
Outside of the bathroom, Percy confronts them, and Ron and Percy have kind of a little argument. Percy says, you know, stop investigating this. Uh, and at the end of the chapter, they're back in the common room, and the trio are speculating that Malfoy was is probably the heir of Slytherin uh, because he, you know, hates Muggleborns and is being very vocal about it this year. Um, and they resolve to brew Polyjuice Potion and infiltrate the Slytherin common room to question him. And that is the end of the chapter. Hoo-wee. Oh, yeah, I'm like, where do we start here? Yeah, there's a lot going on here. Um, and also, it's weird, like, this is a very plot-heavy chapter, but I think nearly everything that I really appreciated in this had nothing to do with the plot, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I guess um, right at the top here, I, again, am feeling, this is kind of um, something we touched on last episode, I again feel like Harry is on rails here. Harry is not doing anything. I guess he does protest at the... the uh uh in the in gilderoy's office but like that's kind of it like, like yeah th- ron, ron explains the ron once again ron is here to dispense the like socio-political exposition which is very weird yeah um um but yeah like the that, that so that first i guess like the first major scene here is the one in lockhart's office which i it is a great scene. Like everything going like for one, there's just a lot of characters to keep track of in here, and it's and it's a very fun, uh, kind of morbid scene. I love that the uh that Lockhart was just kind of babbling about like whatever the fuck he thought it was, and then like <laughs> all the portraits of Lockhart are also like agreeing and nodding and stuff. Like that like that imagery is really great. Um the I love that Snape just wanted to get Harry off the Quidditch team here. Like, that's the implication here, right? Is, like, he's, like, Snape (laughs) isn't evil or, like, being, like, a, like, you know, he's not pro Chamber of Secrets here. He's just seeing an opportunity to get Harry off the team and he's, like, fucking with McGonagall in in this, like, this, like, the Snape-McGonagall relationship is maybe my favorite thing in this reread that I've noticed that I never picked up on before. And I wish that that had been a bigger thing. Yeah, me too. And I, and I wonder if that is just, just a consequence of reading it as an adult, because as a kid, you really are sold on the kid's perspective, but this like mm-hmm. kind of playful back and forth between McGonagall and Snape, because Snape, you know, he doesn't say, you know, Harry petrified Mrs. Norris, but he was probably up to something and he's not telling the whole truth, which is true. He's not. Um, and, and Harry is like, really doesn't want to get in trouble. And like, as a kid, when you read this, you're so invested in that too. But I feel like I can appreciate the, like, Snape trying... Because Snape says it in, like, the goofiest way possible. He says, like, it it might be a good idea if he were deprived of certain privileges until he is ready to tell us the whole story. I personally yeah. feel he should be taken off the Grind- Gryffindor Quidditch team until he is ready to be <laughs> honest. Yeah, like, he's just, he's just being an asshole. But he's not... A, he's not technically wrong, I guess. And B, like, like we're, even after the first book reveal that snape was you know protecting harry in the first one snape is very much played as like a suspect in this book i feel so far mm-hmm. um and it is funny just like reading this it's like oh no he's just like 
like like him and McGonagall just have that house rivalry and like they're like he's just being a jerk about it in this like intense situation and I I think I it's 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 more characterful than I think I ever really gave the books credit for portraying Snape as like like yeah yeah because I think I think that in the scene like McGonagall and Snape's interaction is a highlight I think that uh, Lockhart's going on and on speculating what killed Mrs. Norris when she's not dead is a highlight. Um, I like again. I'm I'm being I'm really looking for Harry to do something, and he does argue like he doesn't want to get in trouble. He wants to, you know, uh, say that he didn't do it. Um, but like the I feel like the most characterful thing he thought internally in this scene is where he feels a little bit sorry for filch but not as sorry as he feels for himself yeah i i mean like we talked about harry as like the silent rpg protagonist a little bit last week and like i still get that vibe here um but now i'm worried that this book is almost just going to in the back half just become like a game of clue that you don't get to play like you're just reading someone else's thought process playing a game of clue like (laughs) because he's like harry's not doing anything here and in some way like in some ways that's not the worst because other characters are doing the heavy lifting here it's not like everyone is just sort of going through the motions and like the mystery is just like falling in everyone's lap. Like, like characters are doing stuff. When we get to her later, I will say I think a highlight for me here is Hermione taking charge uh, in in these chapters. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, um, but yeah, it's just weird. Like Ron, Ron exists to explain the politics to Harry. Harry doesn't. Harry has not seemed to actually expressed an opinion yet like i guess we're just meant to assume that obviously he thinks like uh, you know the pure blood stuff is 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 bad but he's not exactly vocal about it really and he's not like asking questions about it really he's not i don't know like he's the the most he has done in this book is follow that voice like and that to be like that is an action taken but it just led to another situation where he is not taking any more action yes um it it's and it's weird because i i don't think i got this from philosopher's stone and i don't know if that's most that's because he did have like more things he was doing or if it was because it was more believable that he was so like out of his element and like in a new place uh, with people who ha- like have their own agendas and things like that, and I can't take that in this one because we're established here already. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it is like he does get talked at about the pure blood thing and the squib thing, and I get the impression that he just doesn't say anything, which is <laughs> right. weird. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't like react. He doesn't go like, "Oh, that's fucked up." Like oh, he doesn't. Damn. Yeah, we get a little bit of his like internal thoughts because um, it's. I, I actually like kind of like like the. I just been making sure that it's in this chapter because there's just so much. <laughs> there's um, a lot. Yeah. Oh, I guess it's skipping ahead a little bit because it's when um, Ron is talking about like the founders after Professor Benz has kind of told them about them, um, mm-hmm. and he he says like, uh, 
like, oh, I like I always knew I hated Slytherin, but I never knew, you know, Salazar Slytherin started all this pure blood stuff. I wouldn't be in his house if he paid me. Honestly, if the Sorting Hat had tried to put me in Slytherin, I'd have gotten the train straight back home. And Hermione nodded fervently. And Harry has like a moment of like like worry or guilt because the Sorting Hat tried to put him in Slytherin, and he's like, yeah, oh, is there something wrong point, with me?" Yeah, which at this point I'm starting to get really weird. Like, like, oh, am I the bad guy? Am I racist? Like, uh oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know, Harry. Maybe speak up when someone tells you about this like horrible shit. <laughs> yeah like oh ron yeah that is fucked up um also uh speaking of characters not having anything to say in places where they probably should um after like harry ron and hermione leave lockhart's classroom and they have that little powwow about squibs and Mm -hmm. ron explains squibs hermione's just not in the scene and we know that she's there it is so weird to me that she has nothing to say (laughs) she just she just like disappeared where did she go? She you know, she didn't have any exposition to like deposit, so I guess she was shuffled off. In that Why scene, didn't she have any react? Because like, so Harry goes. Harry says like she doesn't Ron, know what a squib, a squib is either, right? Yeah, she shouldn't. Um, and Ron kind of laughs, like he thinks that squibs are kind of a funny thing, which uh, you know, is probably kind of mean. Um. I- I will say, like, that, that is mean, but I will say I at least like that a little better than his info dump previously because it shades it as something he has an opinion on or, like, maybe doesn't have, like, a full... Like, he knows he shouldn't be laughing, and that is a little bit more... I feel like that's a little bit more believable for, like, a 12-year-old or whatever than him just, like, sitting there very calmly barfing up slugs in Hagrid's hut saying, oh, yeah, slurs? <laughs> like, mm. like, like that was just a little too, like, good on his part, I guess. I, I don't know. Yeah, like, no, like, no, I think so. They, they, I mean, I, I think it's okay because I think that we really wanted Ron to be on the good side for this. For the squib thing, he says, like, something along the lines of, like, I know I, like, I shouldn't be laughing. It's not funny. But he is laughing a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, this, this at least feels a lot more like a in-character explanation of a social thing than the last one did, I would say. It's still funny that he is, like, suddenly the vehicle for like all of the explanations of the social politics but like whatever like it's it's at least more believable here it just it just really seems like something hermione might have a response to and she uh, i had to like like, i read this telling ron to stop laughing or something just anything like yeah um especially because squibs are framed as like framed by ron as saying they are the opposite of muggleborns Right. Which is, I mean, it's true, but I, yeah. I just, I just don't know why Hermione vanished. I went back to like see um, if maybe I missed like a transition um, sentence or something that put them in like the dorms where Hermione might not have been, but no, they're just in like an abandoned classroom, the three of them, and Hermione just is gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't like that. It's very nitpicky, but. I thought it was weird. There's, there, I have some nitpick. Like this might be my most nitpicky I've been so far uh, as we continue because there's some there's some weird stuff I think in the, in these. But I do really like the bin scene. <laughs> yeah. I I I a I just like the concept of a boring ghost professor. Like that <laughs> is very there. That is very funny. The fact that like the the story goes that he 
just like died in his armchair and didn't even notice and just kept teaching his class is very funny um it's a dumb joke but the whole thing where he keeps on saying everyone's names wrong when they're when he's calling on them is very good uh this is again a a a well-painted but very obvious just like here is another information dump like like here here are some more pieces for this this puzzle and like it's not the worst and it's not as um i guess not as blatant as like because like in the first book the the character who did this was hagrid right hagrid would just say here's the next thing you need to uh to think about mm-hmm. uh uh here professor vin's like telling the story about the chamber of secrets like it is very I, I i like i I couldn't suggest a way to to do this better i guess but it is very funny that like the kids just keep on poking him for like no no make the info dump longer like like please like. <laughs> yeah the framing of it is really cute and, and like like all of that like they're all asleep they're all in like a stupor and then hermione raises her hand and asks a question and they all like wake up and are asking questions um well the, the fact that like the professor bins is like shocked that a student is asking a question is really good um i would love this i'm like the one person on the planet who would probably love the shit out of this class like they're talking about like the medieval council of wizards or whatever i'm like hell yes teach me all about that stuff nerd um (laughs) (laughs) um uh but yeah like it's the here is my nitpick and and I I only thought of this because it was Professor Binns talking about the Chamber of Secrets and how people have looked for the Chamber of Secrets and never found it and like, you know, Dumbledore, etc. looked for it and never found it. Yo, he's a ghost and there are ghosts at Hogwarts. <laughs> like, can't you just float down a little bit? Like, did they could they not ask any of the ghosts to like, hey, uh, we're looking for a hidden chamber that like, you know is physically built somewhere you can go through walls can you figure this out like can you just like scan the perimeter a little bit like like i wonder if that ever comes up in this book and i just forgot about it like like the, the ghosts just never tried or said no or something but i like that's weird it's the only reason i thought about this is because professor bins is a ghost talking about how they could never find a hidden chamber <laughs> oops yeah um, yeah uh here here's off the top of my head my my like solutions I, i'm putting myself into jk rowling's shoes if i were <laughs> asked this on twitter uh some kind of ghost ward like like maybe okay. like maybe they just they can't maybe because yeah. like you know how like hogwarts is hidden like if any muggle like walks up to it that it just looks like uh, like a ruin or something yeah, uh, yeah. May- maybe the chamber if you don't like go in through the the like snake door it just looks like nothing um that's all i can think of uh they didn't think to ask the ghosts because they're dummies <laughs> well, it's, just, it's just specifically because a ghost knows this story it's weird that they that, that there's no at least not here maybe and like i said maybe i haven't read this book in years maybe Maybe there is a, a throwaway line somewhere that, like, lampshades this, but I was just like, wait a minute, you, can't you just, like, go, go down a little bit and figure, find it? Like, it's yeah. a basement. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that's reasonable. Um, 
do, do you have any thoughts about uh, the founder's story? Because this is the first time we get it. Oh, God, I forgot. There's so much in here. I forgot that that was this, too. <clears throat> I'm trying to think of the best way to put this. This, I had forgotten just how abjectly awful Salazar Slytherin was, I think, is the thing. I, uh, his plan was to release a giant snake to kill children. Uh, and I feel like the further this book series goes along and it talks about how you know, Hogwarts is like a marketplace of ideas or whatever the fuck, and you need all the houses. <laughs> I feel like that idea might just be a little bit beyond the pale. I don't know if you need to honor the guy who wanted to uh, have a giant basilisk eat children uh, to get revenge for not making the school more racist. Um, here's a counterpoint. Mm. Uh, one of his relatives planted a tree, and it's really nice. <laughs> it's a really he planted a tree with his wand, and it was very beautiful. It's yeah, a, I, it's a really good tree. Um, it's a fucking great tree. Yeah, I mean, like you and I, we've we've like sat on YouTube and found all these like theory videos that are like, was Salazar Slytherin all that bad? And like, here it is, right fucking here. Yeah, he was. Like, no yep. two ways about it, really. Yeah. And this isn't something. This is not a narrative we're like inventing, right? Like, like pottermore.com the official you know whatever of harry potter uh like half the articles about slytherin the house are like slytherin's not that bad or like there are shades of gray and it's like here there's not he's a bad 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 man that's, about salazar slytherin yeah, there's really no, nothing redeemable about him he doesn't like this at least the way this story is told here what redeeming qualities did he have like was he just that fucking good like like man you know he is a raging racist but he's the only one of us who knows how to do the floopa dupa spell or whatever the fuck like like there's not even anything like that like he's just like an equal like an intellectual equal of these three other much less racist people uh and they keep him around for some reason like <laughs> uh yeah i th I think that like uh and i like I'm, I'm not making excuses for salazar slytherin here i think that the implication at least in this chapter is that Wizards were very scared of muggles. Probably still not okay to kill children hundreds of years later with a monster this, that you hid in your castle. Uh, <laughs> this would make, this would make, there's a, here's the problem is that I am, I'm not saying, you know, like, like, like zooming out a bit here, I'm not saying don't write horribly racist characters in stories, but the thing that's confusing about this is, um this this idea that the 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 wizards were like scared of and persecuted by muggles is new to this book that is also introducing the character of Salazar Slytherin when in the previous book we had all these goofy throwaway jokes about how like the Salem witch trials were like a joke among wizards and they would like purposefully go and like get dunked in the water or whatever because they thought it was funny like 
this is the this is the train coming like down the tracks that I can see coming along like the the you started this out off as this whimsical rural dollish kind of puckish magical world but then all of a sudden it needs to be about like real world politics and it's just not working like like this is this isn't such a, a clash already in the second book yeah and then also kind of the later and um maybe more like official line for their like extended content which is the like like gotcha bet bet you feel like an idiot for thinking that slytherin is actually evil because we're going to tell you why it's not and it's like well it like i it is extremely is yeah explicitly here like like if this was a thing where like if there was like a a a part of this story where like wizards were slaughtered by the millions by muggles and and slytherin was just paranoid about it that would be one thing but that's not the vibe the books have given off about the history of it you know like he doesn't really seem to have a reason to be that evil he's just a dick like yes there's no origin of his you know uh I'm, you know, again not saying that being a prejudice against you know groups is good but like there is a story you can tell here about like you know an ancient grudge or whatever that just like never got resolved and like that doesn't really like seem seem like to be the case here he just seems like he was always a, a big raging asshole and like i don't understand why he's part of part of Hog the hogwarts like mythos i guess yeah i know well and even it's it's also just ron our hero of this book says to us wow didn't know salazar slytherin was such a huge asshole like it's not like it's in there uh and the characters like even tell us that so yeah i don't know it's but, weird but there is just this beautiful tree um so maybe it was all worth it yeah maybe maybe you know sometimes they have these hor horrid racist dick people have a point no they do not <laughs> like like they're <laughs> yeah there's just it is it is yeah like i said i'm not saying don't write characters with you know like complex histories and 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 prejudices for your fantasy story but like this ain't it like like this this doesn't this doesn't paint a portrait of like why he would even be part of hogwarts to begin with is the thing like it's just like this to me this is like on the level of just like seeing people pal around with like henry kissinger still and i'm like what are you why what per <laughs> for what purpose like like why do you keep him around like you know like like what redeeming quality is there what what you know it's not like there's a oh at one point you know we were afraid the muggles were gonna like literally kill all of us and you know he had his paranoia who just went too far but he had kind of a point like that does not even that's not even the origin here it's no he made a a snake and put it in the basement and the plan was one day this snake is gonna eat a bunch of 12 year olds like mm, don't know don't think don't think there's a any way you can wriggle out of that one you know like yeah uh that's that's one free marketplace of ideas yes that's hogwarts yes. that's hogwarts for you um i'm kind of i'm looking over my notes here and i'm like god a lot happened but it's all just like kind of plot scenes that i just don't have 
like a whole lot to say about um no i th- i think the 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 most interesting thing to take away from the rest of this uh aside from like there's some good lines i think uh moaning myrtle saying they're not boys yes hermione agreed or they're, sorry, excuse me, they're not, <laughs> like they're not girls yes hermione agreed like, like like there's some really fucking great lines in here um but i i think that the the core thing that i do really really like about this chapter uh and it is the one thing that is like saving this book for me right now is i love how motivated hermione is all of a sudden to solve this mystery because she has a personal stake in it uh and her getting to like lead the charge on this is really cool yeah i i like all that stuff a lot she's um i like that she when she starts researching the chamber of secrets she just doesn't even tell them she just like starts off in the library and like doesn't even bother yeah Um, she's just like going for it like she's she has a mission which i i really like like and the and the fact that she is it this chapter where um yes no it is this chapter uh where where she suggests the polyjuice potion right like getting the book to, yeah. to learn how to make it like yeah. she she cares about this so much like her you know she has such a investment in this that she isn't even thinking twice about breaking the rules and she's trying to convince harry and ron to break the rules with her like yeah i, I think that like her scene where she convinces them is next chapter um but the chapter in this one is is that she has done the research she's come up with the idea harry and ron are like well there's no way to get into the slytherin common room and she's like yes there is here's what we're gonna do yeah and i i is there anything else you want to say about this chapter because i do want to talk about the transition here which i do really love um uh the myrtle suicide joke oh fantastic i laughed out loud uh <laughs> i love myrtle i love that scene uh but yes, the the already dead joke is very, very funny. Yeah. I, I only bring it up because this is a contentious joke. Uh, it, it is. It's just weird because like this kind of joke has always been, I feel like, been like the best stuff in the books is like the stuff that's just kind of writing the line a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. But yeah, she she tried to kill herself but couldn't because she's already she's dead. She's already dead. Ha <laughs> Yeah, it's it good. was funny. I, I like that. I like the Myrtle stuff. Um, I I guess my like final thoughts for this chapter um, is that I am not saying I didn't like it. I will say that I was a little bored. Um, it's kind of overwhelming. I I feel like uh, the best stuff in this chapter are is like the mystery being laid out and the character moments. Um, but I feel like it suffers in a reread because i am like i'm not saying you can't enjoy a mystery the second time around because you definitely can um but this info dump i I feel like this chapter kind of over relied on there are two info dumps and there are two info dumps the squib stuff and the chamber of secrets stuff and then oh my god i know it's a kid's book but the uh the flashing blaring siren and spotlight on Ginny is so obvious in retrospect here (laughs) yeah it's like she's she's so upset Ron's dumb like oh she likes cats which is new information to us just out of Mm -hmm. nowhere for no reason and then it's and and she's like 
clearly overreacting to this situation um yeah it's so obvious so um, so it, yeah, it's fun. yeah i would say that like the snape mcgonagall stuff and lockhart being really funny and the kind of incidental character moments kept this afloat for me uh but i was mostly just a little bit bored yeah, I mean, like, at this point, the, the the Lockhart stuff almost goes without saying. Everything he says in this is so good. I love that he gets the parenthetical, ah, I thought so, when Dumbledore <laughs> points out that the cat is petrified. Uh, I love that he talks about some random thing he did. Was it, uh, uh, like, I'm sorry for if I'm mispronouncing this horribly, like, uh, Ogadugu, Ogadushu? Like, like he uh-huh. just, he's just pulling stuff out of his, but he's, he, again, Lockhart, MVP, fantastic. Love him. Yeah, he's uh, he's really stealing the show here, and I guess that I will um let you talk us through our transition scene. Yes, in, because speaking of <laughs> yes, because speaking of Lockhart, this is the best transition that there has been in the series so far, and this will be a high bar. This is the end of chapter nine. <laughs> I think said Hermione that if we made it sound as though we were just interested in the theory, we might stand a chance. Oh come on, no teacher is going to fall for that," said Ron. "They'd have to be really thick." Since the disastrous episode of the Pixies, Professor Lockhart had not brought live creatures to class. It's so good. It's uh, so yeah. good. Uh, yeah. The the ellipsis at the end too, because it's yeah. After thick is like an ellipsis. It's so it's like punchy. It's comedic. I love it. It's so yeah. good. Um, it's like the closest you can get to like a smash cut in written form. You know, like <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I really like that a lot. Um, so I guess I will jump right into our much shorter Chapter 10 summary. Um, yes. This is Chapter 10. This is the Rogue Bludger. We, uh, like we said, we go we transition right into Lockhart's class, um, where Harry is helping out by uh, reenacting some of Lockhart's, you know, daring deeds with him for the class. Um and then at the end of class, Hermione is kind of tricking Lockhart into signing their permission slip to get the Polyjuice Potion book out of the library, out of the restricted section. Um, once they get the book, uh, the three of them go to Moaning Myrtle's bathroom um, and they kind of go over the ingredients that they're going to need and, and have to steal. Uh, Harry and Ron are like, well, we don't know if this is a good idea. And Hermione says, you know, we got we got to do it. And he, she convinces them to to go through with the plan. Um, and then we go right into a Quidditch game. Um, <laughs> woohoo! Um, woohoo! But this one isn't so bad. Uh, and the the whole kind of conceit of this Quidditch game is that, you know, they have to beat Slytherin, of course. They've got to show Draco Malfoy what for, because he's no good, but he has expensive brooms for the whole team. Uh, but uh-oh, a bludger is attacking Harry and, and won't won't give up. It's chasing him throughout the whole game, and uh, it's very dangerous, and... Uh, and Harry, you know, they've taught the team talks about like calling, calling the game off. They're like, oh, we can't accept this defeat against these nasty Slytherins. Um, and Harry says, you know, I can do it. I can catch the snitch, uh, back in the air. Malfoy kind of taunts him, uh, for like looking silly, trying to dodge the bludger that's still after him. Um, when Harry sees the snitch and it's kind of uh, like above Malfoy's head, but he doesn't see it. Uh, while he's distracted, looking at the snitch, the bludger uh, hits him and breaks his arm. Uh, Harry catches the snitch anyway, you know, in his injury. He's like, oh, I gotta get it. So he 
goes forward, catches the snitch, then passes out and falls off his broom. Uh, he, he like is, is on the ground. Uh, Lockhart's there. Lockhart spells all the bones out of his arm and then <laughs> says, you know, oh, that can happen. Better get you to the, the uh, hospital wing. So Harry is in the hospital wing. He gets the Skelligro to grow his bones back. Uh, from Madame Pomfrey, uh, and he goes to sleep. But he wakes up in the night in pain from his bones regrowing, but mostly because Dobby is there sponging his forehead. Um, and Dobby kind of has, like, some... There's a little bit... Some Dobby reveals here where he says, you know, I, you know, it turns out he was the one that blocked off Harry from the train, and it was him that charmed the bludger because he needs to leave the school because dangerous things are happening at the school. Um Harry, you know, is pretty mad at Dobby, asking him more questions, uh, asks him who opened the Chamber of Secrets because Dobby mentioned it. Um, but Dobby has to leave because Dumbledore is arriving um, with some other teachers. Uh, Harry pretends to be asleep so he can kind of overhear their conversation. They are bringing Colin Creevy into the hospital wing because he has been petrified. And Dumbledore says, indeed, the Chamber of Secrets has been opened. And that's the end of the chapter. Yeah, this is probably probably the best the best of Dobby's the best and worst of Dobby's so far. Yes, we'll get to that eventually. We got a Quidditch game to talk about first. Oh boy, we do. The Quidditch wasn't so bad, I didn't think, because it wasn't really about Quidditch at all. It it was a chase sequence. Yes. And had a plot, like, there was something to follow. I went back and, like, looked at Sorcerer's Stone to, like, compare them to. And, like, just the first Quidditch game in Sorcerer's Stone where it's just two pages of <laughs> Jordan's commentary. <laughs> this is a big step up. Like, there's action. There's, uh, like, a scene is set. And there's a reason to be following the game. And, like, you know, I'm, I'm still not excited about Quidditch. But, like, this worked a lot better than Quidditch has at all uh so far for me yeah yeah I, th- I think so and like the ten, like i i understand that in the first book it was really like establishing quidditch as a thing so uh that was maybe i was gonna say it was enough but it wasn't can sucked um <laughs> but 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 this is the tension it's like really got to show that that malfoy that he's no good and and i can mm-hmm. go along with that kind of character drama on the on the sports field here um yeah and it is uh, the Bludger's out of control. It's going after Harry. I, <laughs> the one thing I will say is, is Quidditch really so hard to follow that no one like could tell except for the, like, does Madame Hooch right. not see this and be like, I don't yeah. know about this. Maybe we should stop and get yeah. a new one. <laughs> it's very convenient that like calling the game on, on, on like suspicion that the ball had been tampered with would result in a forfeit. Right. What like, the hell is that? Can't they just like can't they just call a timeout and ask Madame Hooch and be like, hey, what the fuck? Madame Hooch's um, ball is all fucked up. Can we get a different one? <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, like maybe Madame Hooch is too busy putting a bean on top of the <laughs> fountain or whatever. Um, uh yeah i i have a hard time buying into that conceit i guess that yes that is I, a little silly um i guess we skipped a little bit ahead i i but the again i like i just appreciate that hermione has so much drive in these chapters uh uh if harry won't i'm glad someone will and i like that it's you know it's clear that hermione is 
passionate about this because it you know it directly affects her and like malfoy has been calling her horrible shit this whole time so i enjoy that that line a lot mm-hmm. yeah um and she she you know uh, well i can't say um I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of like what word to use to describe how she convinces the boys to like go through with the potion because they're like worried about it and i and i feel like this is such a like good culmination of her story from uh the first book where like yep she learned the difference between like following rules for the sake of it and like doing the right thing and here the she difference is between she's, like, law and morality yeah and she's like here is the right thing and we should do it and it's like extremely dangerous but it, it is it is a her. really good it, it, so the way she does it is it's uh here uh at the beginning of the chapter hermione shut the book with a snap well if you two are going to chicken out fine she said there were bright pink patches on her cheeks and her eyes were brighter than usual i don't want to break the rules you know i think threatening muggleborns is far worse than brewing up a difficult potion but if you don't want to find out if it's malfoy i'll go straight to madame pence now and hand the book back in uh yeah and Ron's response is, I never thought I'd see the day we'd be pers- persuading us to break rules, said Ron. So, like, <laughs> I, I think, like, at least Ron, Harry, again, is so fucking passive here. Who knows what he's thinking? But, like, at least Ron, I think, can see why this is so important to her and, like, wants to support her. And, like, Is that, Harry that's even cool. in this book? <laughs> what is he fucking doing? He's just, he's, well, they were in Moaning Myrtle's bathroom here, right? So maybe Harry was, like, checking to see if there were any vents he could crawl through or, like... <laughs> you know, breaking the breaking the sinks to see if there are any healing items in there. Like I don't know. Like, God, I uh, it's so frustrating because there there is like a lot of good stuff, but I again like even the scene where Hermione has this really strong moment. We're supposed to be seeing this through Harry's eyes, and I just feel like he's like this weird, impassive like, uh, like again, he's just receiving this dialogue and like make it like. I, I don't I don't like that. I don't know Harry why he's not hear, in this book. Harry's just got to hear both sides, you know? <sighs> well, you know, when you're presented <laughs> with a dialogue tree, you really just want to make sure that you've listened to all the all the uh, things that yeah, yeah, he has to say. Harry quick saves before every conversation and like, <laughs> like, just wants to go see through and see what every possible outcome is. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, I'm ragging on this, but. Um, honestly, like he's way better in this chapter because he does, I mean, he's on his own in the Quidditch game and he expresses a preference, which, wow, Harry, good job. Um. <laughs> I do really like the, the huddle with the Gryffindor team. The, uh-huh. uh, um, I like, there, there's a, I don't even know if this is like in- intentional or not, but the, uh, the very like protective brotherly, uh, thing going on with Fred and George where they're like staying on him the whole game and then get like <laughs> angry when he tells them that he can do it without them and like i like them them a lot here it's cool seeing it's really cool seeing fred and george care about something um because you know they're they're the big jokester characters or whatever and, and it's fun seeing them not doing that all the you know not treating everything like a joke like it's cool seeing like what they do care about and like you know they clearly like harry and and care about the quidditch team and stuff and so like that was a nice character moment for fred and george who are normally more like kind of tertiary characters yeah yeah i liked that and and it honestly just like it 
it's one of those things like pretty understated when it happens, but it fills in a lot about their character just because, you know, they are also Ron's older brothers. So we can kind of uh, make a guess as to like how he is with them. And um, uh, also just um, in the past, I've been kind of starting to get convinced that Fred and George are like psychopaths. So I'm glad <laughs> to see some, some compassion from them because uh, Harry's like the youngest member of the team. He's 12 years old. And of course these, I think, 15 year olds would and should look out for him um so i i did like that a lot um but yeah like harry, harry makes voices a preference he's like i gotta i gotta we gotta teach those those slytherins a lesson so you know don't don't worry about me i've got it taken care of um so <laughs> that's good um i think that the um i really like the kind of dark comedy of Lockhart spelling the bones out of Harry's arm. <clears throat> yeah, Excuse me. Like, I, once again, I think Lockhart, oh, we're just going to keep coming back to this. He is the highlight here again, uh, showing up everywhere. And like this, the, I don't know, this is, this is so <clears throat> gory in a way that I did not remember. I did not remember just how gross the description of him like noticing his bones were gone was it's great it uh, is horrific very... i think yeah. it might be like one of the grossest things that happens in the entire like the whole books um maybe the weird scene in book six where dumbledore has to drink the like poison potion and is like screaming is worse i but this might be at the top of like the most gruesome like kind of body horror thing that happens it's, it's the description of of it looking his hand looking like a useless rubber glove Ugh, like i hate it ah, it's Ugh. so gross um and i love it i like i love that lockhart just kind of gets away with it like, <laughs> like oh that that can happen sometimes that can happen yeah Go to the hospital. Um, yeah yeah and i mean he's it's like such a good contrast between this just awful, gruesome, hideous scene with him just being him, you know, and he and he shows up and and Harry's like, oh no, not you, and he's Lockhart's like, oh he doesn't know what he's saying, and it's like yeah. very theatrical and and funny, and um, I'm a I'm a big fan of this. Yeah, like we we're just gonna rebrand as the Lockhart fan club because God, yeah we he is, are he's the best thing in i think both books so far he's so funny like uh like genuinely i i i love his character a lot um but uh oh colin creevy shows up here too taking pictures like like he's a constant <laughs> force just to remind you he's gonna die soon or not die he's gonna get petrified soon or whatever yeah um uh and then we get then we get to our our special little guy yeah yeah i um yeah luckily all this happened so that dobby could um be there with harry in the hospital wing i laughed out loud uh when harry was waking up because dobby was sponging his forehead with like a damp cloth um, <laughs> that picture is just so funny well, I, I like the goggling tennis ball eyes description of him and how he has a single tear running down his cheek. Uh, like, like this weird act that Dobby has, like, like walks between, like, I, I don't know, like, like, obviously he cares about Harry, but like, and this line is, is bad, but it is, it is so bad that I kind of love it. The, the, 
uh where is it the uh the, and, and again i realize now remember when we were watching the 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 horrible dobby cgi movie clips and this line popped up the not kill just uh uh not kill you never kill you uh just hurt uh, uh yes just wanted harry potter uh grievously injured or whatever like there's the line in the in the Deathly Hallows movie where he drops the chandelier on uh on Bellatrix or whatever and says like not try like never try to kill just maim or seriously injure. I'm just thinking like is that a callback? Like is that why that line people love it because that movie again, that movie has a fucking 90 on Metacritic or whatever and I feel like I am lost in the world when i see that like i i do not understand um is that in deathly hollows one or two because mm. i thought deathly hollows one oh, that's is the, one the, the, that's the, one. like climax is dobby's death which is that's right extremely funny yes, um that's yeah that's the first one but yeah i i i do love how fucking weird dobby is here like it's like it's the it's the classic like oh it's cute but it's fucked up thing like like he was trying to smash harry up with a bludger and get him sent home because he loves him but you know like it's it's yeah. weird this, he, this seems very so, weird he's so absurd here um but i really i like i like the dialogue here like i like the way it's written um the uh i think my favorite line here is like harry says something like he has to stay because he has to like protect his friends like he can't just leave and then have the you know monster kill all the muggleborns and dobby says harry potter risks his own life for his friends moan dobby in a kind of miserable ecstasy so noble <laughs> so valiant but he must save himself like it's just so over the top and crazy and dobby yeah. is so weird that i do like it a lot I do like this a lot. Um, I mean, we love Dobby. Uh, we make no we secret love, of that. <laughs> we are number one, number one Dobby fans here, second only to Professor Lockhart. Um, but yeah, I like the the thing I stuck out to me here was that I'm, I'm gonna have to eat my own words on a previous episode here where I said that Dobby kind of came across more of like a shitty butler, like house elves <laughs> were more like more just like not literally enslaved, but nope. He says enslaved twice here. Mm -hmm. um, so JK knew before she wrote all the like spew stuff that it was slavery. Like it was in her head. That was the plan was that the house elves were like domesticated slave creatures. So that is like that basically like the benefit of the doubt i was sort of going into the pre-goblet of fire books with in regards to the house elf stuff is like no but that's gone like like this wasn't a thing that started as a uh, um you know started as, as one thing and like morphed into a a bad like like critique of uh you know activist students or whatever it's like it like started as they were literally enslaved and like hogwarts is run on slave labor but yeah it's okay because dumbledore's nice to them like well, uh, i am st i'm still a little skeptical that um there were ever going to be more house elves than dobby because this scene about the house elves enslavement I, th I think it says let's see 
because they're talking because harry asks him like why are you wearing a pillowcase it's like a dirty pillowcase or whatever and he says tis a mark of the house of enslavement sir dobby can only be freed if his master presents him with clothes um uh, this is just here i think to set up him being freed at the end of the book this book right um i am very skeptical that house elves were ever going to be back um Hmm. and i i I think like i'm not saying that this is good um i think that you could read dobby's story um as just like a very simplistic moral lesson to be that slavery is bad because yeah if it started and ended here i wouldn't have any problem with it it's the fact that like in a couple books hogwarts is like discovered to run on this you know exactly because because even this is like pretty clumsy because that's it's very much like uh about in about dobby the individual and he ends up freed at the end of the book and Mm -hmm. um and that's like kind of the the triumphant moment of this book um probably if that's the way you're telling your anti-slavery story don't uh (laughs) don't uh introduce like the benevolent slave master narrative in later on and i it does make me wonder if it was supposed to be covering up a plot hole which is like who makes the beds who who makes the food and then it's like oh well i made this like elf creatures so i guess it's more of those um either way it's bad i it should have been thought out more maybe it is was and i'm just giving i can't tell if i'm giving her more or less credit by saying that i I, I, like have no idea um but i but i do think that this story is like very self-contained and um probably should have just stayed self-contained it's frustrating because, like, I, th- I think we've maybe talked about this on an episode before. Maybe it's you and I have talked about it. But this Chamber of Secrets is shaping up to be, like, a doubly frustrating book because the imagery here in this story has real potential to be interpreted or, like you know, intentionally used as a much more potent and complex critique of like a culture or you know of society or whatever because like it's almost like banksy level unsubtle the idea of like hogwarts is this magic castle built on top of a legacy of racism (laughs) like that's england you know that's western culture oh what uh uh, and then like a like the house elf thing could tie into that too you know it's like this is like this 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 magical wonderful like world that you love so much where everything is great and you can you know get free food and and, and whatever it's like it is built on a, a legacy of like racism and slavery like there is a there's a story there and it's not being told you know like it, it, that's not what this book is about that's not the um the Im- that's not the way the imagery is really being used and it it frustrates me because it feels so obvious right like am i just not giving her enough credit like is is it obvious to her too is that the point i don't like clearly not i don't think so i don't think she'd be <laughs> tweeting about the royal wedding being so fucking great if that was the case but like you know i it's the pieces are all there no yeah and i think that 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 a lot of it's like the pieces are are put into place and yet they're they are moved 
to be to add to what is a, an extremely harmful narrative of you know like the benevolent slave master like Dum- Dumbledore's nice to the house elves so it's okay or like oh he tried uh, to pay them or like uh, like elves that are you know better off as slaves like you can't pretend this is just like like isolated yeah like th- this is actively harmful um yeah. yes but it's also like at this point extremely obvious that it's there and that these pieces are being set up in this way so um uh, so that's a little scary to me yeah it's weird like this will be interesting to follow up on when we get to it i don't know if any of that pops up in azkaban at all or whether it's just goblet of fire that gets into that stuff but yeah it's 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 weird like it just seems like the most obvious story in the world with the like the chamber being the like the castle literally being on top of the like the the racism chamber like like that like (laughs) that isn't it's not subtle like it's a it's a 1900s political cartoon like it's it's not uh, yeah i don't know i I mean i know you weren't here for our um our guest spot last week but um we actually learned that the chamber of secrets is uh represents subterranean feminine chaos oh that's right oh right yeah i did uh, i did catch the the on the when i was listening i uh I, i did catch our guest telling us about that so you're right yeah. yeah so you might you might say that this is ex- an extremely obvious <laughs> other thing about racism but actually uh actually women be shopping <laughs> perfect well i guess that's kind of all i have to say about this chapter i think not much else yeah. happens here no not really um I, I think like my closing thought is again i just hope that harry starts doing stuff <laughs> It's especially it's especially weird that he is doing so little when also he is like we haven't even talked about this because it comes up so little. He's a suspect. People hate him. Like people think he's the heir of Slytherin or whatever. He hasn't done anything about it. Hasn't like said anything. <laughs> right. He's like, like I'm not actually. Like hey Justin, like what's your problem, man? Um, he's just like a little bit mopey and he's like, oh, everyone thinks I'm the heir of Slytherin and I hate that. Yeah, it's like he hasn't like ah, reacted to anything yeah so yeah so it's very (laughs) there's some good stuff in these chapters Uh, everything is kind of uh like the i i started this book wondering like whoa is this secretly going to be the best harry potter book and i'm thinking "Mm, no i don't think so unless it well it does have lockhart and dobby so maybe it is still but but like it's in terms of like the story i'm just like oh no like this is this has fallen apart for me already a little bit. Yeah, it, it, I really, um, the more I think about it, the sadder I am that um, Lockhart uh, kind of comes to the end of his story in this book because I would just love a, like, spinoff or, like, some something oh, Lockhart-based. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, I he, wish that when they did those charity books that one of them would have been a Lockhart oh, book or something. Oh, I know. I would, like I would love to read. Instead of Quidditch yeah. Through the Ages or whatever the fuck, like, give me... Boring. Write the in-universe... Yeah, write, write the in, in-universe Lockhart book, please. Yeah, that's what we want. Um, yeah. So I think that wraps up our chapters, unless you have anything else to add. Nope. All right, well, I guess we can go toward our break now, um, and afterward we're going to kind of play our hand at being the sorting hat. Ooh.
Welcome back to the Shrieking Shack. Uh, for this week, I decided that uh, finally we have full context about the Hogwarts houses, which is a, a, a good system, wouldn't you say? Oh, it's great. It's uh, fantastic. Yeah, it just, it's um, infallible. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, if anything, I always just believe in separating uh, people into four groups based on uh, whether they are uh, courageous, uh, whatever Hufflepuff is, uh, the smart people, and <laughs> uh, insanely racist. Um, <laughs> so um, I, you know, I think it's finally time that we start to pick up the slack of, you know, the Sorting Hat. Um, like a, bi a big, you know, fun part of Harry Potter is that, you know, all sorts of people were... Um, probably went to hogwarts like merlin was a slytherin fun fact mm -hmm. um so i figured we would do the same thing and kind of talk about how some um i've got some historical figures i've got some fictional characters i've got some pop culture figures and i figured we could we could try to talk about this um and the real challenge here is to try not to make the house system seem really dumb <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you think you're up for that oh uh, i will try my best so yeah i mean this because this is a serious system um this yes is, this is how people are um so i'm gonna i'm gonna throw you a softball here are okay. you ready yeah <laughs> what <laughs> what house would margaret thatcher be in <laughs> Oh, we're getting the British politics uh, gamut here this oh, week, yeah. huh? Oh, yeah. Um, Please no one-word answers. Yeah, see, that's the problem. That's, the, that's because, the, I mean, the answer's obvious, right? But I'm going to have to think about this because... Yeah, uh, Gryffindor, because she's so brave and such a truth-teller and... <laughs> uh, you know, it takes a lot to say, you know, facts over feelings. Um... <laughs> so yeah that, that's uh, obvious um yeah i could say yeah because like i say it, it would be it would be remiss of me to just say oh slytherin you know because that's that's just so <laughs> so obvious right like like and we need to treat this seriously we're not doing this just to to what own a bunch of uh you know, no, no, that is people. not the purpose. We're this. not here to tell jokes or or get some <laughs> get dunks in on on people. Um, uh, so let me think. Um, Margaret Thatcher. It was pretty brave of her to live for fucking what like a hundred years and then die of a stroke god that's uh, so brave when we all just wanted her to die sooner <laughs> <laughs> what is so, yeah is it standing Slytherin's, up to people uh so yeah probably took a lot of bravery to wake up every morning uh and think about and or and not think about you know she's the iron lady she doesn't have to think about this that's just how brave she is um <laughs> Uh, I think about all the you know the homeless crisis in in the UK, uh, invading the Falklands. Like oh, wow. that you know that was such a you know that was such a a uh, that might even be like a Ravenclaw. Like that's so Ravenclaw, really. Like that's, that's the smartest. That is so Ravenclaw. Yeah, that's the smartest uh, uh, move to make for sure. 
uh is is starting a war so damn she really you know like i mean like we 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 talked about this before in your episode we were talking about houses the uh the sometimes uh it's the it's the it's like a subversive layer of character development right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um like you might you know you're you might not always expect um <laughs> You know, it just adds that extra layer without doing all this extra work. So, you know, we've got all these options here, but I'm going to have to go with Slytherin because she's an evil crone. And I'm glad she's dead. Okay, yeah. I, yeah, because, like, you know, we can wax on about all this, but really, at the end of the day, she's an evil old bitch. So. Yeah, so we're good. Uh, uh, well, got all right, it. I'm excited. I'm good. This is going to be good. Damn, we're good at this. Okay. Uh, this is going to be, a, like, uh, you know, one that's just uh, straight off the Reddit. Um, and right. And this is going to be a tough one uh, because <laughs> it's what house would Maisie Williams be in? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, not... And and the great one about this and the reason it's it stuck out to me is because all the answers were I don't know about Maisie, but Arya Stark would be in Gryffindor. Oh, sure. Okay. So not answering the question at all. <laughs> <laughs> um Well, damn, okay. I don't know I don't do you know anything about Maisie Williams outside of... No, like, I, know, I know that she plays Arya Stark in uh, Game of Thrones. And if I've got to say, if Arya Stark were at Hogwarts, better be Gryffindor. Better be Gryffindor. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna... You know, I would say like, Maisie Williams is like our age, right? Like, I'm gonna... I'm gonna cheat here a little bit. I'm going on Google because, like, she seems like someone who might have that information readily available on her damn Twitter or something. Uh, oh, yeah. I guess you could maybe like look that up or even like at her on Twitter, but or you could go to the Reddit and ask, ask, ask. Yeah, a bunch of random people what they think. Um, yeah. Okay. Like, let's get Maisie Williams. Let's 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 find out what 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 uh her her deal is mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. okay she, born in 1997 okay, oh so i'm young. old yeah oh, i'm so old yeah so, okay oh, so no. remember what i said remember when i said she was our age I was oh lying. yeah I was, just like, just yeah. about our age um she's in doctor who so slytherin um <laughs> <laughs> what did i say you can't just say slytherin <laughs> to every single one no um we know she's an actress yes um, that, Okay, you're right. So, yeah, so actress, British, just like Hogwarts students. So, right. man, we're nailing it already. Uh, probably Hufflepuff. I'm going to say Hufflepuff. Because she does um, such good hard work on the Game of Thrones television she, show. She's such a hard worker on Game of Thrones, and anyone who is younger than me is a tiny little baby who belongs in the dumb house. A tiny baby Hufflepuff, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, that's great. Cause, so we put Maisie Williams in the tiny baby house. Yes. Um. <laughs> very sorry to Maisie Williams. I'm sure she's a, a, a yeah, a lovely young lady. Maisie Williams, if you're listening to the Shrieking Shack, uh you are welcome to come on. Uh unless you're a turf, uh but I don't think you are. Yeah. But if yeah. you are, then you're not. No go. Um <laughs> uh, so I guess let's uh go a little closer to home. Um and again, this one this one just, you know, popped off off of Reddit for me. Um cuz the people like we just want to know, and what we want to know is what house Ralph Nader would be in. Oh, fuck. 
<laughs> um, shit. This one's actually good because... He's quite so a character. I have two lines of thought here. Uh-huh. One, Gryffindor, because it takes a large amount of bravery, I would say, to go after... year the, after year. To be... Well, yes, to be <laughs> mocked year after year. Um... But also, like, like t- to be real, like, like it probably took a little bit of chutzpah to um, go after the auto industry over safety regulations, right? Like, like that's we, you know, yeah. The, the, the safety regulations we have now would not have been possible without Ralph Nader in the United States. Like, that seems like uh, a pretty bold thing to do. Uh, I would say also maybe Slytherin because of, you know, his ambition. Uh, he wanted to be president of the damn country, which that's, that, that takes some, some ambition, I would say. Um, uh, that's not an own. I just thinking purely in the terms of like, whenever people get mad at you for joking that Slytherins are all racist, they are like, actually, I'm just ambitious. So like, sure, that's one way. Um uh what's he up to what what's ralph nader up to is he alive i have not heard from him in a while i yeah. phrase that like he calls me like what, like <laughs> like boy i haven't gotten a call from ralph in a while wonder just how wait, he's sitting doing. by the phone waiting for that text from ralph nader uh ralph nader if you're listening to the shrieking shack you are welcome to come on anytime oh yeah definitely i would definitely check in with us you. yeah it, it, also like if he is sort like it's very possible he knows what house he's in um, yeah i do i do like that we're we're making him a good slytherin you yeah, know he ralph nader the one good slytherin <laughs> i will say that the subreddit decided on hufflepuff with no explanation see like you keep telling me that i can't just sl- say slytherin to like roast people but i feel like the hufflepuff one is just going to be a roast of um, everyone well like, i'm that's... sorry if i hold you to a higher standard than reddit <laughs> fair enough <laughs> fair enough i just googled ralph nader harry potter and i'm not seeing anything so he- that's too bad uh let's hop back across the pond uh and let's sort winston churchill oh fuck um <laughs> god i hate winston churchill we're, we're we're getting so many of my british history opinions this week I, that was uh, the goal kind of yeah uh winston churchill everyone loves him for some reason everyone uh, loves him he's very quotable that's yeah. the thing oh, you know because yeah, he called that that one that one lady ugly or whatever that is so quotable and people yeah. lo- people love that people love that winston churchill had the guts you know i'm gonna say you know what gryffindor uh, he had the guts to uh call a woman ugly in response to criticism damn that's Um, so brave you know yeah that doesn't uh, happen (laughs) no that you just don't see that he tells it like it is um uh yeah i mean again you're you're having a having a real uh uh hard time (laughs) with me here not just saying slytherin for everyone because he's he's god i could i could talking about it is difficult because i can't like pull up all all the dates and stuff but like man winston churchill sucked hey you know the the thing the the thing about this exercise is that you can suck from any house okay Um, let's look at this in a new way shall we yes how about how how are you thinking he's doing smart guy 
We call him oh, smart. Yeah. Okay. I'd say, yeah, I'd say he's probably pretty smart. I'd say he'd be make a. You know what? Winston Churchill should be the Ravenclaw house ghost instead of the murdered lady. Can you imagine what that would be like in the Harry Potter books? Can you Fantastic. imagine the Winston Churchill jokes? The oh, little, like, cutesy little Winston Churchill things. Just uh, little he'd quotables. Be, he'd be described as being like a bulldog because he looks like a bulldog. Maybe he'd, have a bulldog. Maybe he'd have a bulldog ghost with him. That's so cute. He'd say some shit about the colonies mm, all the time. Yeah. Some, yes, yes, absolutely. I can 100% see this. Uh, this should be in the book. Yeah, that's okay. So Winston Churchill, uh, the new Ravenclaw ghost. Yes, perfect. Great. Um, I guess... These some of these have been a little heavy, so let's lighten up a little bit, yeah. shall we? Yeah. Um, and this one, uh, I think this I included this because it it has some complexity, um, uh, partially due to uh, this person's uh, branding imagery right now. Um, Got it. Oh no, Taylor Swift. Oh, <laughs> okay. I thought you were going somewhere else, uh, but this is okay. I mean, she again. Uh, I'm not taking the trying to do this as like the easy way out here, but like she's self branded as a snake right now, right? Right, but I, I'm wondering if she's maybe someone that has has picked the wrong house for herself. Possibly, yeah. Um, Tay Tay, what? Is- yeah, I know. I don't know how well her album has done, her newest one. Um, I will say that uh, you and I watched one of the greatest uh, music videos <laughs> of. Hermione from the movies set to look what you made me do. That's right. Uh, may maybe the best thing I've ever seen. Um, but uh, and no no offense to any Taylor Swift fans out there, because I I really don't care. Like like what you like. Um, every time I hear "Look What You Made Me Do," I am surprised at how bad it is all it's over again. I'm like, how is it worse bad. than I remember? It's literally like on the bottom of my list, and yet I revisit it, and it's worse. Um, I'm going to say Hufflepuff, but not because, like, not just, I don't know, because she's soft or whatever, or a hard worker, but, like, you 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 hear, you know, look what you made me do, etc. And, like, maybe she's got, like, a Gilderoy Lockhart thing going on where she's, like, imprisoned a bunch of other pop artists and taken <laughs> their songs and and now she's like she's just she loves it because remember remember when there was that video about like how to buy tickets and it's like you love taylor swift and taylor (laughs) swift loves you and you want those tickets like you you remember that thing right oh god i do and it also like plagiarized the night in the woods that's yes Yes, I hope, and the, the, I hope the night in the woods guy is okay. Is he okay? Yeah, the night in the yeah. So she she took the night in the woods art characters for that video. She, um, I mean, like whatever. I'm not like anti sampling, but just for the sake of argument here, like the beat on uh, "Look What You Made Me Do" is just the beat from "I'm Too Sexy for My Car." Um, <laughs> yeah, I I think she might be uh, the new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher and uh, a proud Hufflepuff. <laughs> I have some news though. Uh oh. Lockhart's Ravenclaw. Wait, is he? I thought. Uh huh. Is he really? Yeah. Uh, oh. Well, okay. We'll scratch all that. It's Ravenclaw then. I yeah. No, I, I'm more... totally behind. I yeah. I know. I I think that it might be something that's only confirmed in the like Pottermore stuff. Although I'm not positive. Oh. But he's he's supposed to. He's our like poster child bad Ravenclaw. Okay, I thought he was the bad Hufflepuff. 
No. Got it. Makes um, sense. But yeah, I no, I I see that totally. I think that um also considering that I think that her current brand is Slytherin and her former brand was kind of Hufflepuff. Yeah. But she's really a Ravenclaw. Yeah, I think that okay, yeah, that that checks out. She's in the middle. Yeah. Um, and Scott Benson, if Taylor Swift has imprisoned you and stolen your your memories, yeah, because we'll, um, I mean, no one is as qualified to to stop that than than us, <laughs> <laughs> us the Harry Potter scholars. Taylor Swift, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, <laughs> okay. God, people are going to be lining up to come on this show. So um, many guests lined up. All right, I take no responsibility for this next one. Oh boy! Because okay. this is a Reddit special, okay. um, and really, I I'm not even as interested in in talking about this one as much as recounting the conversation that happened in the comments, <laughs> um, because someone on Reddit uh, watched a documentary and decided to come to the Reddit and say, "What house would OJ Simpson be in?" Oh boy! <laughs> Oh boy! Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, well, the Slytherin ghost also killed a lady, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, I just it really like it paints such a picture for me of someone that has sat down, they watched the O.J. Simpson documentary, and just <laughs> just started <laughs> thinking, I wonder what house he would have been in. Mm. he was at hogwarts what house um uh, yeah s- yeah what did, uh, what did reddit have to say about this one i bet it was great well and... there was an explosive argument in the comments about, about his height a- <laughs> uh not yet um it was about whether he would be gryffindor or slytherin and it devolved into an argument about how gryffindors and slytherins are always trying to like pin bad people in each other's house <laughs> cuz it's like someone uh, was like slytherin wait. and then a gryffindor stepped in and was like you're just like or rather the op- opposite it's like you're just trying to trying to stereotype my house again so it was a very weird i don't know if it was a role play um Wait, i know the it's bad gryffindors peter pettigrew um oh yeah okay yeah 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 uh so so that was that was kind of the argument is it was a you know that that pesky old house stereotyping happening again yeah oh, i hate when that happens yeah i know um it hate wouldn't when happen people... in the book i mean it happened you know it happens i hate when i'm judged for my intj stare um, oh yeah <laughs> you're, you're not an intg no i'm not INTG. i'm I, intj I'm infp or whatever yeah. um uh yeah um i'm going to sit out of this one and just let reddit handle it i think that's my answer for this one <laughs> yeah I, I mean i don't think this is fruitful um I, I think there was one comment where it's like he wouldn't have gone to hogwarts so oh Mm. Um, I don't, I don't know if that's like he's a muggle. Yeah, he would know he would have been to gone to Ilvermoni or whatever. Yeah, but In... I mean, we sort of Taylor Swift, so yeah, that's true. Yeah, that doesn't matter. We can sort whoever we want on okay. this podcast. Well, yeah, we make well, that, the rules. That was, we do, and that and that was just my vehicle to tell the story of the insane thread <laughs> about OJ Simpson on the, the Harry Potter Reddit. But um. Ooh-wee. I will take us to our our final one, and this is also from the Reddit. Um, and uh, obviously, 
We're not going to do all of these um, because it would be impossible and extremely boring. But someone just uh, submitted this crazy idea that what if we sorted all the states? And by the states, I mean the United States. Right. So I just thought I'd throw that out there and think, you know, are there any states that stick out in your head and you're like, oh, Oh boy, Illinois sure is Slytherin. Um, and I and I use that example because someone in the comments said Illinois is definitely Slytherin. Parentheses for their ambitious politics. What? Um, okay. Cog. Oh, uh, Illinois has like a hit. Yeah. Okay. They're yep. making a. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're, yeah. 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 His, uh-huh. yeah his, history of some scandal. Yeah. Okay. I get it. I get <laughs> it. Hee <laughs> hee. Yeah, I'll tip my hat to that one. Uh, I'm thinking of any other states. I'd say, like, I like Southern food, so they're all Hufflepuff because they're good. That's good eating. Um, yep. Right California. next to the kitchens. Hufflepuff, right Hufflepuff next to the kitchens. Yeah, it's Hufflepuff. The house is located next to the kitchens. I was like, there's no state called the kitchens? What are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, is that a landmark that I don't know? Uh, That's uh, Washington, D.C. Because they're cooking up trouble. Uh, cooking up trouble in Congress. In Congress. Yep. Hell yeah. <laughs> Nailed that one. Uh, we got it. California. I was trying to think of the song California, but I can't get the tune in my head. Like the Red Hot Chili Peppers song? Why would you ever? Oh, yeah. Why well, would you ever do that to yourself? Because you. Well, I can't get it in my head. Apparently, my brain is. California, <laughs> rest in peace. Simultaneous release. Yeah, that one, that fucking song. That's why I can't get it in my head because it's a fucking dirge. Um, it's awful. <laughs> uh, yeah, so let's sort California. Or what about there's also California? Here we come. Glad I got to do some voices on this episode. That's what me, me we too. Were missing. <laughs> um, yeah, California. Fuck, that would be. I'm going to say California is Ravenclaw because that is the smart guy state where they elected Arnold Schwarzenegger. And that guy doesn't get much smarter than that, honestly. Like That's true. I feel like th- there are so many like parts of what you just said, so I'm just going to I'm just going to let it slide. Uh California is Ravenclaw. <laughs> Now I want to know what were your when you first said smart guy state. I was sure you were going to start talking about like, uh, like Juiceros and oh, and fucking like oh, tech guys. No, no, and no, 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 the no, 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 no. You're right. You're right. We can't let no. We can't let this go. Uh, <laughs> it is Slytherin. It's the most ambitious state because it's full. Every one of those people making fucking juiceros or have you heard about this thing with like the scooter like the scooter like share thing in in like the yeah, bay area like sort of i try not to but yeah a little bit yeah like like someone's like basically just invented like zip cars but for but for electric scooters and they're getting left all over the place and they're like a public nuisance and like apparently if you like try to damage them it starts beeping and yelling that the cops have been notified or whatever so it's basically a, a vehicle that can call the cops on you at any point oh great. um that that is like peak Slytherin, honestly. Like, yeah, that's true. 
No, I I think so. Um, yeah. Although I feel I like you're although I feel like you're trying to say that they're not a bunch of smart guys that would be in Ravenclaw. <sighs> it's tough because I'm 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 torn between the ambition of Slytherin, uh, and the ambition of great products such as the Juicero, and and Tesla's probably in fucking California, right? How's how, yeah, Grimes and Elon, they're yeah. hanging out uh but like all but like you're right the 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 the, the pure brain power of <laughs> of of silicon valley as well so, so what's the term can i say like like ravenclaw but slytherin rising or that something that would be like, slitherclaw slitherclaw that's okay yep. yeah that's what we're going with for california so our, our our multi-classing uh <laughs> states uh i mean i think that makes sense for states right like of course yeah. states would be able to multi-class or a lot of people Absolutely. so yeah. um so yeah i think we did all the fun ones those are the only fun states um yeah. california uh illinois with the joke um and that's it and that's it all of the southern states oh yeah because i like the food there um <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no i'm i'm satisfied with that um if any of the states are listening to the podcast and would like to come on <laughs> no 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 states allowed um uh i think that does it for my list here unless you have anybody that you'd just like to make a point about or you know or dunk on there was a post on reddit that was like where do you think all the marvel characters would go so i'm sure we can have like a separate separate episode where we talk about that um which will be fun because i know nothing about any of them um so any any closing closing uh people you'd like to to get in their house get get a roast on um or say something nice about We, we are nice here we are pretty nice sometimes um I would say that all of our listeners are in whatever house they prefer. That's my, that's my, uh, uh, uh my offer. My, that's my y- offer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're in whatever house they prefer until the Shrieking Shack creates its own house in which, you, in which, you know, you are all transferred. Um, yeah, you're all transferred and you better like it. Actually, gonna... I have a final one and this is a okay. Shrieking Shack exclusive. All right, all um, right. Let's sort Dobby. Oh fuck! Because Dobby doesn't have a house because he doesn't get to go to wizard school. Go to school. But if Dobby oh. could go to Hogwarts, what house would he be? Dobby would be no. Dobby's a Gryffindor. He's a brave lad. Uh, he is a brave lad. Uh, he uh he will stop at nothing to stop Harry Potter from going to school this year. Um, he drops a chandelier on. Uh, Tim Burton's <laughs> wife, and uh, he takes a dance. He he takes the bullet for Harry. Yeah, he sure does. Uh, that is so brave. That's this. The, that's the bravest thing I've ever seen on the silver screen. Um, so yeah, Dobby. Dobby is like the model Gryffindor to me. Like if if you're not on Dobby's level, if you're not aspiring to be as brave and selfless as as Dobby, the house elf, uh. I don't know. Look at yourself in the mirror and ask, you know, how could I be more like more like Dobby? Uh, yeah, you know, if Hogwarts had a suggestion box, um my suggestion would be it's time time to trade out that uh that lion for for Dobby. Yes, the, replace the logo there. Yeah, and this and this and the song is now 
the Dobby Pussy Indulgence song. That's the that's the Hogwarts. We're get rid of that Hoggy Warty Hogwarts shit. Now it's Tracy Nara. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, we did it. We did. We did it. Uh, and if you would like to hear us do it more, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash shriekcast. We have bonus episodes. We do need to decide what our next bonus episode is going to be soon. We do. Um, if anyone we... has any suggestions for us, let us know. <laughs> uh, we also have uh, uh, Let's Plays coming. Um, we've been playing through the Harry Potter PlayStation game. We'll be continuing to play through that and more games coming up. Um, our theme song is Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. You thought I forgot it, but I didn't. I was just pausing for effect. Uh, <laughs> yeah, check them out on Bandcamp. Um, we do now have an email as well, and I'm going to go ahead and put the call out here because I think at some point we should start taking uh, email question segments. So if you have a question for us, the Shriekcast, send it to shriekcast at gmail.com. Um, you got any, any housekeeping stuff here? Any, I else? have our chapters for next week. Absolutely. That's right. That's what we do at the end of this show that we <laughs> do every week. Uh, so next week we're doing chapter 11, which is called the dueling club and chapter 12, which is called the polyjuice potion. And I am I can't so wait. excited. I'm so excited for the Snape, uh, Lockhart scene. Cause there's no way it's not just going to be the best in in this whole book so as the two best characters uh going going head to head there i'm i'm very excited for that <laughs> um but as excited as i am i can never forget the wise sage words that i was once told please read another book please read another book Makes ocean raw seem tame Better know what you're after If you catch a eye Cause this hot mama Is just a cat in disguise